On front page with me this morning, I have Anne Edwards, veteran journalist and founder of the Anne Company, and also Rizal Zukafli from Astro Awani. Good morning, folks. Hi, good morning. Hi, Shaz. <laughs> good morning. Hey, good morning. <laughs> okay, let's take a look at this first headline. Uh, Tun Dr. M, unhappy with existing MB's resolve against the Johor Palace. Tun has dropped Dato Osman Sapian as Johor Menteri Besar for failing to take Pakatan Harpan's side in policy matters. According to coalition sources, they asserted that Tun was already unhappy with Osman for his readiness to bend to the Johor Palace's will on matters the Prime Minister believed to be outside of its purview. This is... a I don't know if it's as cute or not, this thing. Mm. It was according mm. to the Straits mm-hmm. Times in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Was he dropped or did he resign? Did Osman Zapian actually resign? What was the story here? So that's a big question, I guess, yeah, because, because yeah. we're still yeah. very unclear as to why he resigned yeah. or why he was dropped. But I think um, he did resign. He did resign. Mm-hmm. He produced two letters. Mm-hmm. One to Duli Yang Mahamulia, Mahadeh bin Muhammad. Mm-hmm. That's what the PM yeah, yeah, that's what <laughs> joked said. about yeah. during the press <laughs> right, conference. Yeah, yeah. And the other letter was, of course, to the Sultan, who is now still overseas. So, mm. yeah, two letters and the news... We got was that he resigned. Yeah, mm. but it did not happen so sudden because mm. we got the news of, of his resignation, of the rumor of his resignation a few times. The, I think the, a couple the, of the months week, ago, uh, the week before, uh-huh. that, even a couple yeah. of months ago. Yeah, yeah. And it's not uh, something that just happened um, last week. Yes, uh, I think this was also according to the sources. According to the sources, it was already brewing. Yes, mm. uh, in January yeah, when totally. uh, Tun Mahadi mm-hmm. visited uh, the Sultan in January. So yes. according to the source, they were already discussing about this, and this is just the manifestation of that after many, many months of right. maybe him yeah. not getting along with both parties. Okay. Yeah. So both sides had already agreed and op- probably discussed and agreed mm. about it. And I mean, both sides were dissatisfied over perhaps this performance. And the palace is also always saying or thinking that uh, Osman is backing up the federal government over uh, certain uh, you know policies and certain announcements that even the palace didn't know about. Right. Mm. Of course, in the news, uh, we're hearing that the Sultan is insisting on choosing the next Mentri Basar. Is he okay to do this? I mean, can the Sultan choose the Mentri Basar? Well, um, that's really a tricky question. And Mahathir had put it in a very good light, which is saying that if he's allowed to do that and if he appoints the Mentri Basar, there is no democracy in this country mm-hmm. then, you know, because there is such a thing as constitutional monarchy and absolute monarchy. And of course... In Malaysia, it is a constitutional monarchy. And the Menteri Besar is the representative of the State Legislative Assembly. That is very clear. And therefore, by convention, the political coalition, who is Pakatan, will need to choose, to nominate, to suggest the names to the Sultan, who then agrees, Mm. and then he is appointed. That is... In the law. It's something we're definitely watching very, very closely. Coming up, we're taking a look at the opposition backing Datuk Sri Najib over the Felda paper leak. That's up next here on Light. On front page with me this morning is Rizal Zukafli from Astro Awani and Anne Edwards, veteran journalist and uh, also founder of the AE Co. Opposition backs Najib Overfelder paper leak and blame parliament officials. That's the headline we're looking at. And they have defended Datuk Sri Najib Raza over his violation of the embargo on the Felda white paper, claiming the document was uploaded online without indication of the restriction. They argued that officials had also made the document available on the official parliament 
website prior to the embargo's expiry and accessible to all, effectively negating the embargo. So who's to blame? Rizal, do you know? No, I, but I saw the debate yesterday. Mm. It was it was very, very fiery? noisy, fiery. Yeah. Mm. I think people were trying to assign blame. I, I, I don't know who to blame. But uh, and I don't know who should be responsible for that. But I think uh, and I believe that you just respect the the fact that you know somebody will table the motion or table the white paper and just respect that that person will do that in in in, in parliament. So let's just not try to get ahead of ourselves and try to post that online, try to get popularity. But mm-hmm. I I don't know what the intention was. But um, respect the process. I guess there is a process and the process has to be in place. Right. Yeah. Your thoughts and I I sort of a bit differ. In fact, I'm taking it totally opposite right. um, results saying like the ones to blame but I'm thinking that perhaps both sides are to be blamed as well because <laughs> they, they, they go and upload it on the I mean the white paper was uploaded on the parliamentary uh, website yeah. you know so that itself uh, you know gave the yeah. go ahead for anyone to upload it, it on whatever platform that they want so I'm not taking sides as well but I'm looking at it objectively you mm-hmm. know because it's, if it's already out there then why not just right. upload it you but, know but on so Facebook though really on <laughs> Facebook <laughs> because yeah I mean um y- it's such a dad move. Yeah. <laughs> he's been getting a lot of, a lot of yeah. popularity yes. and traction on Facebook. So that is actually really his vehicle, you right. know, to come forth and say whatever that he wants to say. And mm-hmm. Felda, which was, of course, part of his brainchild as well, part mm-hmm. of Najib's brainchild as well. So he's very proud to put it out first. See, I got it out first, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. I am Najib. I'm on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So Briefly, the yes. embargo was not on the document. According to, according to some right. sources, that the word embargo right. was not that on that. Right. So usually reporters will get a embargo yeah. and document. Yeah. Uh, and there's usually a, the word embargo yeah. printed on it yeah. until a certain amount of right. a certain Usually, time. Usually you see the yeah. word embargo bigger than any okay. other words yeah. in yeah. a document. Yeah. So who makes the decision for the suspension? Mm, that's a really good question. It's the Rights Committee at the Parliament and that will be uh, chaired by the top people in Parliament and in fact the Minister in the Prime Minister's Department which oversees the law in this country and if uh, he is found to be guilty there will be a three-month suspension am I right? Mm, Result, three right? Three-month suspension, three yes. suspension from Parliament and as a Member of Parliament for Pekakan. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So maybe three months is the max maximum max. amount. Maybe maybe less. How will this affect him, especially now that he's you know also busy with other things? Maybe I, I think it will make him kind of more popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you know he's drawing a lot of flag, mm. and when he draws a lot of flag, a lot of people see kasian yeah, mm. kasian or you know yeah <laughs> sy- sympathize mm. with his cause and what is coming on him, you know. But he's very popular on Facebook and social media anyway. So so maybe this whole three months will not affect him at all so right. people will still get to interact with him on Facebook and on Twitter mm-hmm. so I think it's, it's not going to affect Maybe him so much he needs an embargo on that <laughs> <laughs> coming up we'll be taking a look at the departure levy bill everyone's talking about that and it's not a very popular bill with the Rakyat that's up next here on Light on front page with me this morning is Anne Edwards, veteran journalist and founder of her own company, AE Company, and Rizal Zukafli from Astro Awani. Let's take a look at the departure levy bill. The day one right yet has passed the departure levy bill 2019. It was passed a day after it was tabled for a second reading. The bill, among others, will provide allocations to impose a departure levy on any person leaving the country and um, other related matters. Individuals um, are basically 
asked to pay 40 ringgit, I guess, but the, the, the amount was not stipulated just yet, correct? But some of the liabilities include a maximum of three years jail, a fine of 500,000 ringgit, not exceeding 500,000 ringgit or both if found guilty. Tell us a little bit more about what you know with regards to this bill. Is this what Malaysians want? Well, I'm sure <laughs> it's not what Malaysians want because it's not what I want. Yeah. I mean, why would I want to pay for traveling? I'm already spending that much of money yes. as well, you know. But the fine, the, you know, the it's jail term and all that, right? I definitely have to go to jail for it's this. To deter people <laughs> from no, not paying. La, but yeah. But 40 ringgit is the supposed, um, that's the number. Yeah, 40 and 20, that's, 20 yeah, for yeah, uh, uh, ASEAN countries. So if you're flying mm-hmm. off out to ASEAN countries, 40 ringgit to non-ASEAN countries. That's not confirmed as of yes, yet, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. That, okay. That's just what's speculative um, at this that was point what of time. was stable uh, during budget mm-hmm. 2019. Mm-hmm. But the final amount has not been decided yet. Why has mm-hmm. this bill, or rather this levy, why is it now rearing its head after it's kind of it was dropped years ago? They need money, mm. obviously. <laughs> this, this, that's another channel. This is too, okay. Yeah, and because they're looking around the region as well, mm. because the other countries, you know, like Indonesia and which other country as well, is also charging such things to their citizens' departure levy. But you know what? crossed my mind um, I mean the first thought that came to my mind when I saw this and read this article was you know why are we paying for this you know mm-hmm. uh, what's the reason you know the rationale behind mm. paying a levy of such nature result what do you think? yeah mm. because we're, we're flying out to other countries mm. we're not coming into Malaysia so mm. say if you have an arrival levy if you impose uh, an amount for people arriving ah, from arriving other countries it, to this yeah, country yeah. then probably that I can understand. because mm. then you're charging people mm-hmm. because uh, of administrative work because yes. uh, because you have to process your passport or your arrival mm-hmm. but we're charging people for leaving the country to other countries so I don't really get that but um, as you said yeah. as you said earlier a lot of the other ASEAN countries did do that and are still doing that um, I- imposing some levy mm-hmm. $20 30 US dollars uh, yes. for people arriving or depart uh, I think I think departure both of them are departure le- yeah. uh, levy right. but I guess um, it's something that we can't avoid unless yeah. we take it out there to, to social media <laughs> But so again, because this is a new government, I want to know what they want to spend it on. Yes. So, so if you are mm-hmm. charging us, if you want to make us pay it for something... It has to be clear. It has to be clear. Mm-hmm. What is this for and yeah. h- how will the money be used? Because mm-hmm. we're talking about yep. maybe if you have 1 million passengers yes. leaving to ASEAN countries, we are a, a nation that... Our, our people are always traveling to ASEAN countries mm. or in, or in even non-ASEAN countries. So mm-hmm. if we have that, if we have 1 million passengers traveling to all these countries, then that, that's like 20 to 40 million exactly. ringgit uh, mm. per or, year or per month. Yeah. Yeah. Or perhaps to deter people from traveling out and taking the money outside. Mm. You know, uh, that could be another reason behind this. Right. Yeah. This but that is, of course, something which is quite indirect. All mm. right. Well, when we come back, uh, Grab is rolling out facial ID features for drivers to record riders. This is a breach of privacy. We'll be discussing that next here on Light. On front page with me this morning is Rizal Zukafli from Astro Awani and Anne Edwards, veteran journalist. Let's take a look at the latest from Grab. They are rolling out facial ID features for drivers to record riders. This is a bid to enhance the safety for its drivers and um, it's uh, a facial recognition technology that will be put in its app. Uh, 
um, and is now an essential component of the e-hailing operator's passenger verification feature unveiled at its office yesterday in collaboration with the Transport Ministry. Is this ethical or just, you know, or is this just how technology is moving towards, uh, you know, business and safety and, and all of that? Ethical is one thing, mm-hmm. but okay, what is the actual purpose of it? It's, a, it's for the driver. Yes. But the driver doesn't even get to see the picture, yeah. right? They don't. They don't. They don't, yeah. they don't right? So, so according, I mean, according yeah. to the news uh, report, the passenger will have to upload it once at the sure. beginning of them uh, exactly. agreeing to the service. Yeah. And and then the photos will be stored. So I don't know who gets to see the photo. If you're taking, Shaz, if you want to take a really good looking <laughs> photo, <laughs> selfie, somebody better be looking at it. So, so, yeah, so, it, it would be unrecognizable yeah. to yeah, my yeah. real but, life. But <laughs> again, the driver doesn't get to see it. The but driver if the driver get gets to see it, to see it yes. then can mm. the driver discriminate you based on your looks? looks? <laughs> and so that's a bit... Odd, right? Yeah. So, or based um, on your race. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Ha- and how will the photos be stored? Where will the photos be stored? Will they be encrypted? These are all the questions I want to ask if I'm giving you my information. Because yeah. um, a friend of mine um, said that uh, data is the new oil. Mm. So, so, so these companies are trying. May- maybe they will not use it now. But in the future, once he's consented right. to giving your photos right now, maybe they can use it in the future. So, yeah. so, so I want to know because now we have to give our phone numbers, address, yeah. credit card information. Yeah, so, I numbers. Yeah, exactly. so don't we need to be protected? Mm-hmm. You know, what about protection for us who, who are, who's actually subscribing to the service to grab? That's one. And then whether it's ethical or not, no, I don't think it's ethical. Why? Because it's our face. It's, it's, I mean, you're already asking for so many personal mm. details and then now our picture, you know. No, I, I don't think I want my picture circulated in some database right. uh, mm-hmm. for grab. Would it be enough for you to then unsubscribe to the app and the services? Oh, no, there's no other competitors in the market. Yeah, so there's, there's no credible they competitors. They monopolize yeah. at the moment, and that's that's mm-hmm. that's a bit sad, you know. Um, mm. Are there any other, other hail cap services? There's more there services. Yeah, there are a few services. Yeah, which uh, also do not get good feedback, right, mm. from the customers. Mm. So we basically depend totally on Grab, you know. Mm. So I guess uh, whatever that they impose, we have no choice but to adhere to that. Right. Mm-hmm. Or take the Malaysian taxi. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That'll be the day. That'll be the day. Really? <laughs> and pay premium. I paid before from Pavilion to my office. How much and, did and it the cost? the ride was just... About f- f- it's, it's a very short ride. It's not uh, even mahal. three, four kilometers. Mm-hmm. And the guy said... Uh, 30 ringgit oh, no. and I said no eh, but if you eh. take Grab or Uber back then there was, there was yeah, Uber there was Uber so yeah. he's, I said it's, it's just going to be 10 ringgit so go lad go lad go lad take, <laughs> just, just take. they're very diva yeah. uh, that's <laughs> the attitude that we get right from some taxi drivers so diva a, taxi a, a drivers. lot <laughs> has to change I guess when it comes to I guess these uh, services well ladies and gents thank you so much for joining us this morning it's been a lively discussion and yeah. of course that was Anne Edwards veteran journalist and Rizal Zukafli from Astro Awani.